name is Mark Priest. I'm on the Human Rights Commission. This is my second year. Uh, Siri and Raju Lasala are on their first year, I think. Is that so? Yeah. That yeah. is the truth. On the commission are Jessica Andino, Roger Glass, Ashley Lindley, um, Adil Adams, Bijou uh, Maliabu, and Tony, who's got a, a, Vietnamese, a Vietnamese name that I'm not going to try tonight, but I will <laughs> know it soon. Uh, Tony is new in our world. So this informational session, as you can see, is about the Social Justice Racial Equity Grant Program for 2021. It's been around for a while. Um, we can keep going with the screens. I don't quite know how to click that, Siri, but um, this is our agenda. Um, so I, I told my wife, I'm really excited about your being here because we have this money that we want to distribute, and it's such a generous opportunity. So I want you to be enthusiastic about it and uh, as you make application. Um, the Human Rights Commission has created since it was the Civil Rights Act of 1965 is how we got started. And um, it, what we're working on is a lot of outreach, education, uh, and human rights. But um, this is an ex a perfect example of both education and support for the community. So what you guys are going to be doing is really so much part of our purpose. Um, and so tonight we're going to tell you about that grant and we're going to give you some tips about writing the grant so that you get accepted and we'll end with Q&A. I thought about, you know, if you have questions in the middle, but uh, let's save the questions to the end. That way we're sure to get through all the material and maybe in doing that, some of your questions will already have been answered. Okay. Um, so the commission, uh, I kind of, I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I named the nine of us the three-year terms, and Jessica and Dino are our president, and uh, this is her last year, and I don't think she's going to renew, but um, otherwise our commission is pretty well intact. Adil Adams, I think this is his last year also, and I don't think he's going to renew. So there's some opportunities to apply for positions on the Human Rights Commission. Um, let's go to the next screen. Um, so this is a 2019 photograph. This was back when we could take photographs of the um, uh, award recipients. Then um, that was uh, the first one I was a participant in. I was just so thrilled to be able to distribute the money. The, and uh, I think I have my dates right that that was November 27th is when we took that picture. Um, the Youth Awards event, um, it has this same spirit of look at these people that are doing what they can to improve the um, reality of human rights in Iowa City. Um, and so we're going to do Youth Awards again this year, but I think it'll be in the spring. Let's go to go on. So here are some programs and events. And, um, it, we're, it's all about this learning. So it's films, it's Zooms, it's grants, um, education. And one of the things is that we bring people together and in relationship, we learn so much as we listen to each other. So in your applications, you're going to be telling your story and we're going to be learning more about you and the outreach work that you're doing. That's the social justice, racial equity grant submissions. We're so excited about that. Then too, though, there are these things like 
the Ripples of Hope and the White Privilege 101, uh, these um, learning opportunities for the community so that we simply can understand more and more what it is to be alive in Iowa City. I really appreciated the learning about where's your bias and this implicit bias um, conversation that we uh, provided uh, Stephanie's on. I don't know how many hours we provided, but I think it was at least three or four of training uh, regarding implicit bias. Let's keep going. Roger, I think you can take it from here. Hi, uh, my name is Commissioner Roger Lusala, as Mark said. This is probably my first full year being on a commission. Um, I enjoy being a member of the commission and uh, I know we have probably two openings. So if you are interested, like Mark said, you can submit your application. Now you can come into our website through the city website. Uh, I wanna talk a little bit about the background of the, the and the history of the social justice and equity grant. Uh, this grant started in 2017. Uh, the city council created this grant uh, to kind of help organization in, in, in town in Iowa City, uh, building capacity to address the social justice and uh, racial equity. And uh, originally the grant was only 25,000, but the commission before us, they lobbied the city council to raise that amount to what we have now, which is 75,000 that we can distribute uh, toward the applicant. And uh, we are actually trying to lobby the council to increase that grant again. So hopefully we'll be successful because I think the grant does so much more uh, in the community as far as uh, racial equity and social justice goes. So uh, this is, uh, will be my second time going through the grant application. The first one, I enjoyed it. It was it was a long process, but it was well worth it. So uh, in 2017, as you can see, there was only $25,000. I think the, the agency that received that money was inside our uh, reentry. Iowa Legal Aid received about $2,200. Johnson County Affordable Housing Coalition received about $2,500. Word of Bike got some, and uh, Sankofa Outreach Connection got money as well. In 2018 as well, the, rent, the, the grant was only $25,000, so 13,000 of that went to the Healthy Kids School-Based Health, and uh, 5,000 went to Shelter House, and uh, Center for Worker Justice got about close to $11,000. One that excites me about that one, Roger, is that it was more than the 25,000. So it was a sense that we could make recommendation and the city council would support us. Yeah. And I think that's when you you guys made the, the request to the city council to raise the rent from 25 to about 75,000. So in 2019, it was actually $75,000 that was distributed. Uh, and from there, you can see that uh, Iowa arm, arm reduction got about 10,000. Uh, refugees and Immigrant Association got about 12. University of Iowa Labor Center got about 15. Inside out, reentry came back and it got about 7,000. University of Iowa got more money and Shelter House got about 10,000. Uh, access to Independence got about 5,000. and. Uh, 
uh, neighborhood center of Townsend County and the uh, staff district got about $2,000. So that was $75,000. And then the year 2020 as well was uh, $75,000 as well. And uh, 2021 was 75,000 as well. I was actually part of this group that uh, decided on the grant for uh, the this year that we are in which Johnson County Affordable Housing doing amazing work. We got about 15,000. Open Heartland got 14. The University Labor Center got 20,000. And uh, Sankofa came back and got 15,000. The UI Food Pantry got about 6,000 and the Bike Library got about 4,000. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the purpose of the grant. You know, the purpose of this grant is really to encourage and empower and engage social justice and equity initiative to kind of balance out the field. Uh, you know, we have we live in a great town where we have a lot of things going on, but we can always do better. So the goal is to uh, give these grants to organizations that are doing the work to have the goal of full equity and participation of all group of people coming together. So we're looking at, uh, it can be teaching diversity, teaching social justice, and just including everybody to the way that we can balance out our social justice and, uh, and, and equity in town. Uh, the priority for this grant that we're gonna give out this year, uh, next year I'm talking about for 75,000 is really to address you know, uh, building community, bringing everybody together, criminal justice, how can we work better in education, employment, health, and housing. Those things are really uh, what we need to work on to address the social justice and racial equity in our Iowa city, so. So okay. recognizing those priorities, um, at this point, I want to shift us a little bit to talk about some of the requirements for the grant so you can start to think about what um, what you need to prepare or what you need to consider. So um, there's really three big requirements. One is that you're physically located in Iowa City, um, so we're serving members of this community. Um, the second requirement is that the proposal should seek to eliminate an inequity in the community. And so that's really speaks to Roger's point about the purpose. So um, are you meeting um, one of those areas um, that Roger described in our purpose? Um, and then finally, um, we're looking to support new projects. And so um, we're, we're looking for you to have an idea that addresses a problem that you see um, and you've sort of got this proposal for a project that's gonna help individuals or groups here that are currently um, marginalized. So those are our, our three big um, requirements and um, just to, you know, a couple more requirements. Um, so we have just a couple restrictions on this grant funding. Um, so this, this grant really shouldn't be considered a permanent funding source. Um, like we said, this is, this is really for new projects. Um, you can, as an organization, reapply for a second year of funding if, um, if you still are needing that boost to um, continue to get established or continue to establish this project, um, but we limit that at two years. And so um, we're also looking for there to be a plan on how um, this project will continue 
once that one or two years of funding from the grant has, has passed. So, um, and then the second restriction listed here is that governments, public schools, and colleges or universities cannot be um, the primary applicants. And so, um, finally, applicants can only request up to $25,000. Um, so, I mean, just, I guess the thing there is to keep in mind that we have $75,000 to allocate and we want to spread that resource um, across multiple groups. So we do have that cap at $25,000. It's an interesting footnote that we have there that it could be profit or nonprofit. It's not just nonprofits. Yeah, and if you look through the list, um, I think that Roger shared over the last several years, it has been a mix. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. Um, we'll move on here um, to some important bits of information. Um, so the intent and purpose of this grant is to serve the benefit and benefit people in Iowa City as much as reasonably possible. Uh, I think that kind of speaks for itself. We have a limited amount of money and um, that is kind of why we have some of those. So uh, we have that cap at $25,000. Um, and I think one thing that I read in this, in this statement is that it's important that the organizations applying are really careful about how much um, funding they really need in order to do their work um, so that we can provide funding to as many groups as possible. So to state that another way, if I, if I wasn't clear, um, all of the groups applying are doing excellent work. And so if they are very careful um, to state exactly how much funding they need, um, rather than sort of uh, cushioning, yep. um, then we can be more careful about how we strategically allocate that money. Um, and so that's what I have to say about my statement in orange here. Um, and then the commission will consider whether they're is a sustainable plan for how this project will continue after that one or two years of funding. So that's one thing we think about and we look for in the application. Um, and then if we have questions about your application, I'm over here in purple, um, then we can uh, submit questions um, to the applicants via a staff member um, in order to clarify. Um, so the recipients, one thing to note is that they will be required to present um, to the commission and the community on their project after completion. Um, and then we just kind of recommend that in general, um, you start early and take the time um, to prepare the application with the information um, that we discuss in this presentation. Just take the time early um, because we won't be able to review late applications. Um, we wanna really carefully review our applications and we have a limited amount of time. So um, finally, we're asking that you cut and paste the application into a Word or similar document and then cut and paste back when you're ready to submit. And if you have any questions about that, we can answer those um, at the end of the presentation. So the last thing I wanna to talk to you guys about before I shift this back to Mark is just some general suggestions. So, um, one thing, I, I forgot to introduce myself, I apologize. So my name is Siri Brune. I'm probably the newest um, appoint, 
uh, appointed member of the Human Rights Commission, and I'm really grateful to be a member. I'm a high school teacher at City High School, um, and so I have absolutely fallen in love with this community and with my students, and I find that the Human Rights Commission is a really great place for me to address some of the needs that I see in the classroom. Um, and so I'm really grateful to be here. And personally, as a new, newly appointed member, I'm really looking forward to reading these applications because I feel like I'm going to get to learn a lot more about some of the most important groups in Iowa City that are working on these issues. So I, I say that strategically now because you may need to teach me about your group in your application. Um, so it's really important that this is our first bullet point, that you really communicate the background and goals of your project clearly so that if we aren't familiar with, um, with your organization or your project already, um, we can understand as much about it as you, as you do. Um, so keep in mind that we may not be as familiar with the important needs of a population that you're focusing on. And so if you can really highlight those needs for us clearly, then we can understand why this is such an important project, as I'm sure they all are. Um, and then we want to provide um, a good background for your proposal with as much data as possible, um, just so that we have all the facts and information that we need in order to understand the, the gravity of that problem. Um, so it's always a good idea to have someone proofread the application, make sure that it's um, clearly articulating your, your background, your goals, um, and make sure that you've met all the guidelines. You could share the guidelines for this grant with somebody else and have them check and see that you have met all those, all those points. Um, and then think of your proposal, per, sorry, excuse me. Think of your proposal as offering a solution um, to issues that you're presenting. So once you've presented us with the background of the issues with as much data as possible, then um, you can present us with your, your solution that we, should, um, that we should help fund. So um, again, just be clear and specific about the outcomes you're hoping for. How will you gather evidence of whether we've met those goals um, that you can present to us um, and the community after your project is completed? So that's what I have. And I'm gonna shift this back to Mark um, for the next segment of our presentation. Thanks, Siri. I want to talk again about the budget. I know that there are nine people here with us tonight, and we've got $75,000 to distribute. And so there's 25,000 max. So if you all ask for $25,000, there's going to be six groups that aren't going to get anything. So ask for what you really need. And your budget should be reflected in the narrative. So tell the story. And how does that match up? with the budget request. This operational costs, um, because of payroll, rent, office supplies, utilities, insurance, taxes, that's understandable, but no more than 25%. We want, to, we want you to use the money for doing, getting out there and doing the project or the program uh, you have in mind. And in, your reality is you may very well plant some seeds so that it can go on um, without the funding, but this first year funding, uh, I think very significant for you to establish yourselves in this particular project. Um, there's an opportunity for you to say 
you could do the project with less than your uh, ask. And um, that helps the commission as we make decisions about this because we can spread the money out. We don't mean to diminish. The best case would be ask what you need and, and budget tight. Um, so start with what you think you're gonna need and then with your narrative, maybe you can narrow it down. So it's very specific. Um, So the money and the time. So let's move on to the next one. It's, it's an example of you would show in your budget the revenues. So if you're gonna charge fees for an activity, if you're gonna apply for other grants or other revenue, um, but then there's also this, these expenses. And I hope these headings give you an idea of what you might be using the money for. Um, so like the marketing, uh, we understand that's, that's not cheap if you wanna be out there invisible, but you wanna make sure you have money to do that. Uh, a lot of times people don't have access to printing, so they have to find somebody else to do that. This is just an example of how you do your budget. I also want you to see the calendar up there on the top across November 1st, April 1st, July 31st. Those are when you make your reports about how your progress is going. So you get the grant June 1st, then in November, what's going on? And likewise, so that by July, you'll be making a final report, okay? So the timeline, uh, you've got some time between now and January 7th um, to prepare your grant application and submit it. Um, the, last year, I think we had 25 or 26 applicants um, and their pages of requests so it's uh, a rather arduous for the commission to go through it, but we are determined to have completed it in such that we can bring a proposal for approval by the council by the 31st of March. So having your timely um, submission is very significant for us. And I'm sorry, I don't think it works for us to take um, late applicants. It just, January 7th is the due date. Roger? Can you talk a little bit more about the application? Yeah, thanks, Mark. You know, before I even uh, dive into the application process, I want to repeat something Mark and Siri both said. Ask for what you need. Don't ask, don't cushion your application. We want to make sure that the money gets spread out to the people that are doing the work and the work out there. So if you can provide your project with uh, partial funding, make sure you put that in the application because commissioner need to know that. We need to know that if uh, this project can go on with partial, then we can offer that partial funding. If not, we need to know that as well. Our second thing is what Siri said, tell us who you are and your story in your application. That's kind of what we're talking about here, the application. That's the first thing that we're reading about your organization. Yes, there are so many great organizations in this town, but some of us new in the commission, we might not know about the work that you are doing. Tell us about your mission statement. How does it relate to the work that you're doing with social justice and, and racial equity? How long you've been in operation? What you on your budget? We wanna know all those things. We wanna know if this is your sole way to get money to do your project 
or your annual budget and support it. We wanna know about your past project. What have you done? This is the place for you to tell a story, to tell how great your organization is, the goal that you have accomplished, uh, all the performance measurement that you have met. Tell us about it. And uh, the proposal, make your proposal so clear that when we're reading it, we understand exactly what you're planning to do with the funding and put us there, put us in, 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 in the work that you are doing just by reading your application. Tell us who are the benefit, the, 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 the people benefiting from your project and your activity. Who are the people you're serving? Tell us who they are. Tell us the cost to participate. Who are you working with? Who are your collaboration efforts? Are you working with another organization? All those are things that we want to see in the application. Tell us about it. And timeline, are you going to complete your project? When is it going to start? When is it going to be completed? And all the outcome measure and all the performance indicator, how are you going to measure? Is it measurable goal? If so, those are the things that we're going to be looking into as an organization. So let me go in detail of each section that we're going to be talking about. As the application really has three main sections. As the commissioner, we look at those three main sections and we rank this application uh, out of 100. The first part is your organization, which is 10 point organization information. And the second part, which is the main part of your application is the proposal itself. What are you gonna be doing with the funding? That area is worth 60 point. Then, we're talking about the funding amount. How much money are you asking? Is it gonna be enough? That it's 30 points. So we get so, you know, last year we got a book this thick with all the application and the commissioner, every commissioner took the time to read every application, highlighted, ranked each application and we come back and we discuss it. So I wanna kind of touch base on each of those sections of the application. So. You know, the first section is the organizational information. Uh, goals of your organization, do they align with social justice and racial equity? Tell us about your mission. Tell us about your vision. Tell us about your core values. What do you stand for? What is the mission of your organization? We need to know your organization by reading the first part of your application. So tell us about it. Uh, the second part of it, it's the proposal itself. Does it advance social justice or racial equity? Is, the, is, it, is there a community need for what you are doing or are you duplicating services that it's already getting provided by another organization? Yes, we have the funding to offer for new organization, but we don't want you to reinvent the wheel. If there's already an organization in town that providing that services, why not collaborate with them? So, is there a need in the community for the service that you are planning to, 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 to offer? Will they have significant impact in, in our community members? What are you trying to achieve with the, the, the proposal that you're providing to us? And how are you gonna know? What are your performance indicators? How are you gonna measure success? So we need to know that. Another question, you know, another big point that Siri talked about, organization can only get money two years in a row. So if this is something that's gonna be outgoing, how are you planning to sustain that 
organization, are you planning to sustain that project? After the two years done, where are you gonna get the funding to keep this project going on? If it's a project that's gonna go year after year after year. Are uh, there specific outcome you're trying to reach? So those are the things we're gonna be looking for in the proposal of that 60 point that we're giving you will be on those things. The last 30 point, we'll be looking at the amount of money that you requested. You know, does it cover the service, the project, the activity that you're trying to provide? Would it be, would it need to be supplemented by, you know, by other funding or service projects? So talk to us about that. And then the last bullet is the timeline of the project. When is it gonna start? And when is it gonna be finished? Those are the things that we really need to know in to rank that application. I wanna just show you guys this uh, uh, table right here that just tells you how many organizations are out there doing great work and they can all use funding. Just for this uh, 2008 fiscal year, out of you know the funding available was only twenty five thousand, but the request they got it was two hundred thirty two thousand dollars. You know we are a little bit in a better place. We have seventy five thousand instead of twenty five thousand. So you can see that's gonna need to go a long way. Each member gonna review every applicant. They're gonna rank it, and we come together. We look at the average, and that's how we're gonna allocate the funding. So all of us take the time to really give your application a thorough review. So we want you to take the time to make sure that your application is well-written, uh, your budget is well-defined, so we can know how you're gonna be using the funding for your project. So I'm gonna send it back to Siri and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you. So. Um... I'm just gonna bring you back to the timeline of before you even submit your application, what should what needs to happen um, between now and the beginning of December. So um, looking at past applications that were funded or not funded, um, thinking about whether services are being duplicated, that's the first point here. Um, thinking about the priorities of your organization. Um, what are the indicators of these needs? What are the needs? What are the gaps in services in our community or the problems that you see? Um, the problems that you see your project as solving potentially. Um, and then think about how your organism, your organization is addressing those problems. Um, I think that it's really important to think about what evidence that you can provide, what data you can highlight um, to show the inequity um, that you are looking to address, um, looking at trends in our community, um, and then also clearly articulating how that data and that evidence does support um, your statement about the problem that you're seeking to address. Um, and then it's developing that action plan. And maybe these are things, in fact, they are likely things that you've, you've thought about, but we're just sort of listing them out here for you in case there are pieces um, that you could spend more time thinking about. Um, but so this action plan um, includes how you're going to address the inequity, what supports you might need, um, like Roger said, what additional funding might be needed. Um, can you do this project without the full funding you're requesting? So we mentioned that that would be um, a question on the application. And finally, um, how will the success be measured? 
Um, what will it look like if the project is successful, in other words? And I think that leads nicely into um, our next point about the expectations if the grant money you request is rewarded. Um, so each organization that is awarded grant money um, will be required to submit two program reports. And I think we saw that on the timeline that you've already seen. Um, so two program reports on progress towards your stated goals. And those are on November 1st of 2022 and April 1st of 2023. Um, as well as annual accounting um, reports, which included some of those headlines that you saw in the example, um, describing at minimum the uses of the funds received um, during the prior year. So how, how you use the money that you were awarded. And finally, um, I need to explain the conditional status um, slide here. So um, the equity director with the approval of the city manager can place a recipient on what's called conditional status um, when one or more serious problems are identified that put the recipient's agreement with the Iowa City um, in jeopardy. So problems that might arise could be in service delivery, board activity, agency administration, fiscal management, cooperation with other agencies, compliance with this agreement, or any other failure to further the stated goals of the grant request. And so we just need to bring this conditional status up and let you know that after um, the placement of a recipient on conditional status, the equity director will meet with the recipient's director and board members to discuss the concerns or problems that were identified. Um, and the equity director will provide the recipient with a written memo outlining those concerns and problems. Um, and they will specify the corrective action steps. Um, and then as well as the timeline for completing those action steps. So um, the recipient will need to provide periodic reports to the equity director um, and ensure that that progress is being made. Um, and finally, if the recipient did fail to meet the requirements of this agreement, and or the action step memo from the equity director. The equity director may recommend to the city manager that the recipient be barred from receiving any funding from the social justice and racial equity grant for a minimum of two years. So we have to say that, um, and that's something to keep in mind, but um, that's kind of our final point there, that disclaimer. And with that, um, I present the sources we use, as well as I encourage um, anyone on this call to, if you do use social media, follow us on Instagram. Um, the Human Rights, the Office of Equity and Human Rights has a fairly active Instagram account where you can learn about um, places that we are in the community, events we're holding. Mark highlighted all those great events, and you can learn about those and stay up to date by following at IC Human Rights. Um, and you know, with that, we're, we're interested in taking any questions. And if we can't answer questions, we will find, find you someone who can. So um, I was gonna ask, add one thing, Siri, that it, sure. relative to the uh, reports, it's conceivable that you would ask for money for an event. 
and it would happen once. And you would make a report, maybe in, uh, maybe it would be the November report, and then you wouldn't have another report until uh, the end of the granting period, which would be in July. Or you might have an ongoing event, um, and I'm, I'm thinking, rather than put a name on one, I, but there are some things that you want, you just need the financial support to be doing this for a while. And that's why you would then be doing the three reports rather than just two. Okay, yeah, thank you. All right, sorry to interrupt. I wanted to, to mention, and this is Stephanie, good evening, everyone. I'm sorry, I'm having technical difficulties with my camera, but um, I believe there is a website. Is the website on this um, PowerPoint? If not, I can send it to everybody who's participating. But I, I wanted to point out that the, the grant uh, form is actually available if you go to this site. It's just that if you submit it prior to December 1st, it would be rejected just because you're outside of the timeline for the grant. So if you actually wanted to go in and look to see the questions and the, um, the scope of the grant, that is something that you could look at as early as this evening. The rubric that the commission uses is also on the website. And so you can see the tool that the commission is using to evaluate each grant application as is the um, PowerPoint that is being used tonight and past submissions from the last fiscal year. So if you want submissions that are longer than that, we, you know, we certainly have those archived and I can make those available to you. But if you go on our website, um, currently, you will at least see the submissions from the, the last grant uh, cycle. And speaking on the conditional status, we have only had one organization in the years that this grant has been available that has been placed on conditional status. It never got to the point where um, they were at a risk of not receiving funding in the, the future. It, it was kind of an execution. They, they had a great solution but the, the execution just kind of just didn't fit. And I should mention along with that, because the commission realizes that some organizations do not have the financial fortitude to institute their um, program service to the community, the, the commission actually uh, with council approval, the, but you, the funding is, delivered to you on June 1st. So you you get all the funding up front. It's not a reimbursement. You you get the money in hands up front by June 1st. And, and so that's just something to think about because the one organization that did have some, you know, some issues, it, it was just that they had this money and they just weren't spending it. Um, and it, it was really just an issue of execution. Um, it wasn't an issue of them uh, really purposefully doing anything wrong. And then I think one of the commissioners mentioned this, but at the last Human Rights Commission meeting, the commission did make a recommendation to the city council to increase this grant to $150,000. However, that would not be until FY23. So again, for this budget cycle, you would still be uh, restricted to the 75,000, which for each organization would mean a cap of 25 that they could request. So. I just wanted to add that, thank you. Is it fair to say though, um, one thing I was discussing, discussing with um, our fellow commissioner, Ashley Lindley was that although we're limited to $75,000, 
um, this grant cycle, it's exciting to imagine that a lot of organizations would apply and that we could use that increased need to demonstrate to city council how important it is to increase that funding. And so we really encourage as many applicants as possible, um, both so that we can fund your work and so that we can demonstrate to city council the importance of increasing that funding for this important work. I agree with you. So does anybody have, um, I don't know how we want to run our question and answer session, or if there are immediate questions that um, anybody would like to ask, but I put this website here that Stephanie referred to. Um, so the website was listed here on our application slide. Um, and I would also direct you to if um, you have questions after um, you leave this presentation, um, questions can be directed to either um, either via email or by phone to the Office of Equity and Human Rights. So I'm putting that information up here. Do we see any questions in the chat? I think people can just. I yeah, have I a think. question. Sure, yes, please. Uh, my name is Lucy, and um, I'm on the board of a local nonprofit school, so not public school. And we've been thinking about this grant, and tell me if that's something that, that is in the realm of what you'd consider, right? So, uh, as a way to have children in their own words tell stories about inequities and solutions to social justice, but from a kid to kid kind of um, language, whether it's visual language, whether it's written, art form, graphic, we, we haven't gone that far in our thinking yet, but but it, the idea would be a, a child to child, like, you know, pre-K through 12, through 12, right? But, but, but mainly young children telling stories for another audience of, of young children as well. Is that something that you think um, would be interesting? So, you know, we don't have a great curriculum in pre-K to sixth grade and right in the public schools or local history, what, what's the history of Iowa City and inequality, but the idea would be to have the, the children themselves write these stories or these posters or I'm not sure what format. Is that something that might be potentially interesting? This is Mark. I, I just, Lucy, I really like what you're talking about. I think it'd be great for you to flesh it out in, a, in an application just look at the application form. I think what you've already said gives us a hint that um, you're on the track of something very significant. Okay, okay. I mean, it certainly falls into the category of education. Um, and I think it's a unique way of, of addressing that target. Um, and I think there's a, a gap in um, equity related education for very young people. And so, yeah, I would agree with Mark that I'm really interested in reading that application. And me too. I think it's a very interesting take on actually how kids can talk to other kids. So, yeah. We had a teacher recently who said, I wanna teach about Native American practices because it's Native American month. And, and she was asking us as a board, like, should I have the kids make um, 
dream catchers or is that cultural appropriation? Like, and, right, and, and it's hard to know. So we're trying to connect resources for teachers. But at the end of the day, it's the children that are going to be making the most impact. So I appreciate your feedback. Um, it, it's, it's some things that we're, we're struggling with and we don't, we're, we're finding resources, but they're not easy to find. So that's mm -hmm. very interesting. So thank you. Thank you. I just want to add a note here. This is Sakawis. If you need resources for this Native American uh, teaching, uh, please contact me. No, it's not okay for them to make dream catchers. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What's your name? Sakawis Nobis. Um, I'll put my email uh, in the chat. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was my hint, but I wasn't sure. We were asking around, but I appreciate that, that information. So it looks like we got one question answered in the chat. Thank you, Stephanie. Are there any other questions that anybody has immediately? I guess I have a question. Absolutely. Yeah, yes, we received that the, the email. I think like we have like two Zoomies. Is that the same? That the same yes. Right? The same, right? So we will have another similar session on the 16th of this month. Um, and it's just another time for this same general information to be delivered. So I think it's at one o'clock. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Just for today, I'm, I'm so busy. I'm not get that all points. So can I join the second one again? Absolutely. Please do. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm going to look forward to some applications. I'm really excited. This is about exciting that. to have nine here tonight. Thanks very much. Yep. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, everybody, for taking the the time um, this evening to join us and hear about this. I genuinely am really excited to read these applications and learn about the projects you you guys are putting so much effort into. So. I know last uh, for the. One more thing. One more thing, guys. Yes. Yeah, don't be confusing because uh, I have my my coworkers the the, the join us from from uh, his uh, cell phone. By the, you, you can see right now two Ali Ahmed Ali Ahmed. Oh. We are okay. all of us different from the same organizations, the Native American Association. So I don't need you to be in confusion, guys. No problem. I think I'm looking forward to all the application. I know last year it was kind of exciting to go through all the application and just reading about so many organizations doing so many incredible things in our city. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, if again, if you have questions that come up, um, I know often I need to think before I come up with questions, but please do. Um, email or call the Office of Equity and Human Rights. Um, we'll stay on here for a couple more minutes, but just another thank you to everybody who came. Have a good night. Um, and we'll look forward to hearing from you in your application. Thank you, everybody. Good night. I'm so glad, Kyle. Good night. Thank you, Lucy. And Lucy, two Lucy's. Good night, everybody.
Vanessa, do you have any questions that you wanted to ask us? Thank you, Ali. Have a good evening. Yeah, Ali, you're welcome. Thank you, guys. Great presentation. Oh, hello, sorry. Tafig, using the same link. Well, thank you for coming to our session tonight. Okay, I'm gonna sign it off then. All right, that sounds good. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Stephanie. Good, good night, night everyone. everyone.